This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Praise God. This is Healing Sunday. Glory to God. And uh, I love preaching on healing. And I really believe that's what, what the gospel is all about. We know it's about salvation and it's about being saved. And that word saved, if you study it out, it's more than just having your sins forgiven. Praise the Lord. Save really uh, reveals that we're not just saved from going to hell. Praise the Lord for that. But we're saved from sickness. We're saved from poverty. I'm telling you, it, it, Jesus did the whole plan when he went to the cross. Amen. And so we got to have faith and, and believe that. Uh, if you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to Luke, because the number one reason why people uh, don't get healed or receive healing or you could say Christians is number one reason they don't know it's the will of God for them to be healed. And you're going to, you know, the only way we're going to partake of healing or any of the promises of God is by faith. And the title of this sermon is Faith for Healing. But before you can have faith for healing, you must believe that God wants you to walk in divine health. Amen. And so we see this in Luke and we see in Luke uh, verse chapter four, verse 16. um, This is Jesus and uh, he's, he's, he's going to be ministering and he just came out of the wilderness. And the Bible says that he came out of the wilderness in the power of the spirit. And so now he's going to minister a word. And uh, so, it, so he's in the synagogue. So 16 says this. So he came to Nazareth where it has been brought up and, as his custom was. And he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to, up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when it was handed, the, he opened the book and he found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to recover sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That's powerful. Because, you know, Jesus, the first sermon he preaches, he's preaching on deliverance, He's preaching on healing. He's, this is actually the reason why he came. He, he came to set the captives free. And I believe that uh, Jesus, this wasn't the first time he preached this, even though it was the first time in the synagogue after he was endowed with the spirit of God and he had the power of God to heal. I believe he went around preaching out of Isaiah. Amen. And he was giving the people um, knowledge that he was there to set them free. And I'm going to say this, unless you, if, unless you have that knowledge uh, of Jesus' healing power, if you don't have that knowledge, you can't partake of it. So faith, you know, comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you have to know that Jesus' will is for you to be healed. It was right here in his first sermon. We also know that it's Jesus' will for you to be healed 
because uh, in the Old Testament, uh, there was a provision for healing. In the Old Testament, it wasn't just special prophets that healed people, and they did at times. Prophets were raised up, and some of them healed people. But, but really, the, uh, what God spoke to the Israelites, if they would just obey God's word, hearken to his word, and follow his commands, that God will allow none of the diseases that he allowed on Egypt upon them. So really, in the Old Testament, all they had to do was obey God. Somebody say, obey God. And so all they had to do was obey God. What, what did they have to do? They had to love God with all their hearts, souls, and minds, and love their neighbor as themselves. Basically, that's what we do in the New Testament. We love God, and we love our neighbors. And when we walk in the love of God, we're going to walk in the, the healing power of God. Amen? And so the, the Old Testament already had a provision. Now, in the book of Hebrews, it actually says that our covenant, we're in a new covenant, and the Bible says we're in a new covenant based on better promises. So how much more if God wanted the people of Israel walking in divine health, how much more does he want his people in the new covenant walking in divine health? I think that much more. Amen. And this is really cool because they had an animal sacrifice system to cover their sins in the Old Testament. So they, it just covered their sins. But what I love about the blood of Jesus, it doesn't just cover our sins, but it washes our sins away. Amen. What does that mean? Well, that means that we're innocent people before God. In other words, I'm an innocent man. You're looking at an innocent man today. Look at your neighbor and say, you're an innocent person. And what causes you to be innocent? You trusting in Jesus, trusting and putting your faith that Jesus walked this earth perfectly, that he was our sin sacrifice, that he that sin was imputed to Jesus so that righteousness can be imparted to us. That's good news today. Amen. I, I, I like that because, you know, I do make mistakes, but thank God. If, if I make a mistake, if I miss it, thank God that I can ask forgiveness and the blood of Jesus washes and cleanses me from all unrighteousness. Amen. So all we have to do is to continue to have the blood of Jesus cleansing us from all unrighteousness. All we have to do is walk in the light. In other words, we walk in the light of God's truth. In other words, what we know is true. We obey God's word. And when we walk in that light of obedience to God's word, guess what? We have perpetual forgiveness of sin. Amen. That's good news today. Amen. And I like walking in that. And if I walk in the light, I don't have to always think about if I'm missing it or not. As long as I'm walking in and I'm doing as I know is right before God. And I don't have any sin or hidden sin or uh, any, uh, anything like that in my life then I can have confidence that God's blood is washing me and cleansing me from all unrighteousness. And when you have confidence, I'm telling you the promises of God's word works effectively. It's only when we don't have confidence, when we don't have confidence in God's promises. And what gives us confidence is hearing the word of God 
on a continual basis. In other words, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so I'm going to say this. Uh, Brother Hagen is one of my mentors. And he walked in divine health uh, over 50 years of his ministry. And he's, he actually said he hadn't had a headache in many, many years of one time when he was ministering. But one of the keys to him walking in divine health, he studied consistently on healing. He either preached on it or he studied it. And if we're going to walk in divine health, we cannot be lazy Christians. In other words, we've got to continue to study the word of God. We've got to continue to hear messages, even though we may have heard similar messages on healing. And I try to minister a fresh message every every. Uh, month, uh, the more you hear, the more you can partake of those promises. Amen. And so because why? We tend to forget. And we need to be reminded over and over again that God is good. Amen. Amen? I got to be reminded over and over again. Why? Because we live in a corrupt world system. And we live in a place where it's corruptible, but thank God heaven isn't corruptible. And thank God that we can bring heaven down here by our faith. So I'm going to talk to you about faith for healing. And number one, faith believes and takes it or receives it. Faith believes and receives the promises. So, so, so as faith, we must believe that Jesus paid the price for our healing. Say, I believe that. And then we must receive that into uh, ourselves. And as, as we believe, we receive it. Let's look at Mark 11, 22 and 24. This is really a powerful uh, faith sermon here. And in Mark 11, 22 and 24, uh, G- Jesus just spoke to a tr- fig tree and cursed it. And he spoke with his words and he said, because the fig tree uh, had no fruit on it. So he cursed it and said, no man shall eat fruit there for thereafter. And so uh, Peter saw this and Peter said, look, master, the tree has withered. I'm going to say this. There's power in our words. The Bible says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so we need to get our tongue hooked up to the promises of God's word. And when we speak the promises and not the circumstances, hello, when we speak the promises of God's word and not talk about our ailments all the time, are you hearing what I'm saying? Then we can partake of those promises. Now look at this. It says here, Mark eleven twenty two twenty four. 24 says, so Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Listen, whenever you're dealing with any situation, maybe you might be dealing with some kind of sickness today. No matter what it is, you've got to have faith in God. In other words, we've got to have faith in God's ability to, to heal us and deliver us and set us free. So, so really, faith begins by having faith in God and having faith in his promises. So having faith in God, for surely I say to you, whoever says to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. 
he will have whatsoever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So, so, so listen, you're, the only way you're going to receive anything from God, are you ready for this? The only way you're going to receive anything from God is by faith. Some say, well, no, no, God can give you something without faith. No, you have to have faith to receive the promises. Faith is the hand that grasps the promises of God for our life. And so you must have faith. And first we have to have faith in God. And then we have to have faith in our own words. Amen. And Jesus says that if you speak to the mountain. so, So this is telling me. That, that, that things can respond to our words. Amen. Uh, pain can respond to your words. Sickness can respond to your words. Amen. Uh, when, Jesus, when Jesus was uh, ministering, things responded to his words. The wind, the waves responded to Jesus's words. He spoke to the wind. He spoke to the waves and they obeyed. He says, you can speak to mountains. He spoke to the fig tree. So, so we need to start doing some speaking. We need to start speaking the promise of God's word in whatever deficit we might be in. In other words, if there's an area in our life that we're lacking in, we need to find a promise for that area and start speaking that promise and expecting God's word to work in that area. So we see here that he says here, have faith in God. Surely whoever says to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. So we need to speak to those things we don't want in our life. Amen. And then we can't doubt in our words, because if you doubt, you know, the old cliche, you'll go without. But if you believe, you will receive. So so doubt, uh, we got to be careful that we don't allow doubt to enter our equation. We must believe that God's word is true over what it looks like. And then we need to keep saying to the symptoms, to whatever's attacking our body, to even if we're dealing with lack in our life. We have to say something to that. Amen. We, what we say, we say the promises of God's word. In other words, the Bible says, let the weak say that they're strong. Amen. Amen. Why? Because we don't want to agree with our circumstances that doesn't line up with God's word. Amen. No, we agree with God's word. And when we get in agreement with God's word, then there's power that's that's produced. There's something about the power of agreement. The Bible talks about in prayer. If you agree uh, with somebody, if you if 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 two agree touching anything in the name of Jesus, the Bible says, and it lines up with the word of God, it shall be done for you. There's power in agreement. Look at your neighbor and say there's power in agreement. So what does the enemy try to do? He tries to get us out of agreement with God's word. Amen. If the Bible says by Jesus stripes you're healed. Amen. And you say I am sick. 
But pastor, I can't deny what's happening to me. No, I'm not saying that you deny the symptoms or the sickness. I'm not saying ignore that. I'm saying that you need to deny the right for it to be in your body. How do you do that? By confessing what you want, not by confessing what you don't want or by speaking. Sometimes we give power to something in our life when we speak it out. Amen. In other words, sometimes I might feel tired. And if I say, oh, I'm so tired. What happens is that gives power. Oh, I don't feel like getting up this morning. If I think it, if I speak it, my body will start to to uh, form to my words. My body will obey my words. Amen. And so we don't want our puny bodies. There's one scripture in the Bible says, don't let your puny bodies. Apostle Paul said this way. Don't let your puny bodies control you. Hello. In other words, allow your spirit man. Am I talking to anybody today to control you? Amen. So you may be tired, but 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 say I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Let the weak say they're strong. Amen. In other words, we're strong, not in ourselves, but we're strong in God. Why? Because that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, the Bible says, dwells where? In heaven? Dwells in us. So if that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us, the Bible says it will quicken and make alive our mortal body by his spirit that dwells in us. So sometimes I like to say this, you know, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. Hallelujah. In other words, what I'm doing is I'm agreeing with God's word. Amen. Are you here? See, see, God's word is more than just us learning something about the scriptures. See, can I get out of my seat right now? Because I'm about ready to preach. You see, listen, let me get out of my seat here. I'm about ready to run around this room. See, the gospel is not just a theological understanding of the word of God. No, there's more than just a theological understanding of God's word. No, no, no. What, what Paul says that the gospel, there's power with the gospel. He says, you know, in, in uh, Romans 1.16, he said, I am not sh- ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. So the word of God has power impregnated into it. The word of God is powerful. And so it's not, you're not just getting a, a theological understanding of who Jesus is and, you know, uh, you know, no, no, there's more to that. No, no, there's power and there's power in the word of God. And as you listen to the word of God, uh, due to his power and you receive it by faith, it can heal your body. You see, Jesus said, my words are power and they're life. He said, actually, my words are spirit and they're life. And so God's word is spirit power. It's able to produce life to everybody who hears it. But I'm going to say this. You've got to have hearing ears to hear what the spirit of God is saying. Amen. In other words, we need to hear. The Bible says hear and be healed. In other words, we need, you know, people, the crowds came to Jesus and they were coming to hear something. And what they heard produced faith that produced the miracles. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, so we must believe it and receive the promises by faith. Number two, our, our faith in God's word has to be relentless. We cannot take no for an answer. In our faith, when, when you approach the word of God, uh, the, the blessings of God, it just doesn't drop off on us like ripe cherries off a tree. We have to go after the promises of God. We got to be relentless in the promises of God. Amen. Like if you've ever, de- have you ever desired anything in your life? Really, you really wanted something really bad. And, 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 and have you ever worked towards getting something? Amen. I remember I worked hard in getting yin, you know, you know, trying to get yin to take me out. No, not really, but amen. But I, I, I did everything I could to treat her like a queen, you know, take her out to Burger King. And all right, we won't go there. But we did get, where did we go on our first date? Macaroni Grill. And uh, it's not no longer here anymore. Amen. And uh, and so is it still here? OK, maybe it is. OK, but we don't go out there too much. But I took her out and I was courting her and I had a goal. and My goal was to get married. Amen. So I did everything in my power. I hope I'm winning some points with my wife today. I did everything in my power to get her to marry me. Amen. Uh, aside from sinning. Amen. And uh, maybe you desired something. You're like, maybe you were a teenager and you desired to have a car. And so you, 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 you were willing to go to work and make the money and get, I remember I got my first car when I was 17, I think I was 17 years of age and I, when I got a job and I worked hard, I don't know if the kids are doing that these days now, but I worked hard and I, I had my, my first car at 17 years of age. Bought an old VW Bug, and uh, I think I spent $1,200 on it or something like that. And, uh, you know, I didn't really spend a lot of money. It was an old 1971 VW Bug, but I worked hard. I was focused. And listen, if you're going to get anything from God, you're going you're gonna to have to go after it. You're, if you're going to get anything from God, you've got to get serious. Okay, now, am I talking to anybody today? You got to get. Are you saying, Pastor, I got to get serious about the promises of God? Yes, you got to get serious about the promise of God. You got to get relentless. You know, I, I like in Galatians six, nine, which is one of my favorite scriptures. It says, let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season. We shall reap if we do not lose heart. So what Paul is saying here. That in the process, because some of us in a process, you know, I'm talking to a lot of different people to, today. And some of you may not even, you might be walking in health and you might be saying, I don't, I'm pretty healthy. I don't really need this message. Uh, you might need it tomorrow. <laughs> because, because, you know, uh, the devil will come and he will come and st- to try to steal, kill and destroy And you may not need it today. I'm not prophesying that you're going to get sick tomorrow, but you better be listening. So your faith will be strong if an attack comes. Amen. Amen. Because the the, the devil, he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And he may try to throw a symptom on you. Amen. The enemy's been trying to work against me. The only thing I've been dealing with lately is, um, is um, you know, symptoms of allergies because of the pollen. 
So, you know, I'd be out in public and I would be coughing a little bit and people are spreading out. <laughs> they were six feet from me. Now they're 30 feet from me. I'm saying, what's wrong? You know, I'm coughing. <laughs> and, uh, and they're thinking, oh, man, he's, he's got the corona, you know. No, no, listen, listen, I'm not worried about the coronavirus. Amen. Why? Because I got the divine protection of God on my life. Amen. You don't need to worry about that. That's the least of your worries. Glory to God. If you're walking in the light of God's word. Amen. And so and so we got to get relentless. Look at your neighbor and say, get relentless. Amen. And I like this because I study out the people in the New Testament, uh, the people that Jesus interacted with. And uh, the people that Jesus healed. And, uh, and so a few of those people, they had to go after their healing. Uh, one person I'm thinking about is blind Bartimaeus in Mark 10. And I'm not going to read it. But blind Bartimaeus was there and he heard Jesus. He heard about Jesus healing people. And he heard about all the miracles that Jesus was walking in. And he wanted to get healed. And we know the story that he was on the sidelines. Uh, He wasn't really in the in crowd because he started crying out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And some of the disciples of Jesus told him to be quiet. So he must not have been in the in crowd. Listen, you don't have to be in the in crowd to get a miracle from God. You just have to have some faith. And I'm talking to somebody today. You just have to have some faith and belief that, that, that God will hear a cry of faith and take care of you. So blind Bartimaeus uh, kept pressing. Say, keep pressing. And blind Bartimaeus started pressing and saying out loud, son of David, a little louder, have mercy on me. He started screaming it out louder when they told him to be quiet. See, sometimes the enemy and sometimes people will say, you know, maybe you just need to just just endure it. Maybe you are like Job, you know, and and, and, and you have a Job's ministry. Well, if you do have a Job's ministry, Job got healed and got double for his trouble. Amen. Job didn't stay sick. So don't buy into this idea that, that you have a Job ministry of sickness because Job didn't stay sick. He got healed. Amen. And so we, we got we to believe. And if you want to believe that, that's good. Maybe you got sick and now you're coming out of it and you're going to get double for your trouble because the devil is sorry he ever came around you. Amen. I'm not discounting that fact. Glory to God. And so we got to get that revelation. And so there are other people that press through um, to receive their healing. The, the woman, the Seraphonician woman uh, in Matthew 15, 21 through 28, this woman had a demon possessed daughter, had a daughter that was demon possessed. Uh, maybe some of the parents out here know what that feels like. Well, we won't go there. But um, in other words, maybe some of your kids might need the devil cast out. No, we won't go there. But in other words, some discipline. Hallelujah. And uh, but this woman had a child that was oppressed by demonic spirits and she came to Jesus uh, asking Jesus to do something about her daughter. And, and we know Jesus, 
you know, was called, she was a Syrophoenician woman. And so she really wasn't in the Israelite blessing. You know, Jesus said, I came to, 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 to give the healing blessing to the Israelites. And, uh, and Jesus uh, called her a dog. And basically said, you know, you know, I should not give the bread of healing out to dogs. But actually what he really said was out to the pets. Really, he said little dogs. And so I don't really believe that he was downing her. He was trying to get a revelation to her. Amen. And she just kept pressing in. Say press in. And she kept pressing in and she said, even the dogs eat from the master, from the crumbs of the master's table. And because she kept pressing in. Jesus said, oh, great is your faith. What is God looking for today? He's looking for us to press in. When we keep pressing in, what does that say to God? Great faith. In other words, great faith doesn't give up, doesn't throw in the towel. When we first, you know, some of us are believing for healing. Some of us are in a process. I'm going to say in a process of healing. In other words, we are dealing with some areas. Some of us might be in a process of prosperity. In other words, we might have some debt, but we're coming out of that debt into some prosperity. Somebody say, I'm in a process. You're not going to stay in debt. You're coming out of debt. You're not going to stay in that deficit of, of, uh, of sickness. No, you're coming out of it. You're in a process. Amen. You're moving towards something. What? You're moving towards the victory. Amen. And so we, we see that. And the lady uh, in Matthew 15, she, she didn't take no for an answer. She just kept pressing until Jesus said, great is your faith. So the question you might have to ask yourself, uh, are you a persistent person? Are you a person that keeps pressing in? Until you get what you want from God. I know my daughter's pretty persistent. If she wants something, she'll keep telling, asking, Daddy, can I have this? Daddy, can I have this? She'll wear me down. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Finally, I'll say, man, you can have it. Great is your faith, daughter. Great is your faith. So we got to get a, a revelation of that. Now, the, just the, the story of, now I'm talking to you about people with, with uh, uh, faith, that doesn't give up relentless faith. Amen. Remember the story of the paralyzed man that had four friends. Remember that? And Jesus was preaching in his house. And, and the four friends and the, para, and the paralyzed man, they could not get into, uh, you know, the house because it was so many crowds around the house. So what did the four people do? The four friends of the paralytic, they got on top of the roof. Remember that story? They ripped off the top of the roof, right? In other words, they were serious about what they wanted to get. In other words, they weren't going to say, oh, well, this is the wrong day to come. You know, that it's too crowded out there. No, 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 no. They were going to do whatever it took, right, to get to Jesus. What am I saying to you today? I'm saying that we need to do whatever we can to get to the word of God. We need to get we need to do whatever we can to get into a service. Hallelujah. Of somebody preaching on the healing power of Jesus. We got to do whatever we can. We got to press through the obstacles because there's going to be obstacles. There's going to be roadblocks. 
yeah, the, the enemy is going to make sure that he's going to try to keep you from receiving. But, but you're not people that give up easy. No, no, you're people that press in to see the blessings of God. And so we see this and you know this in the account that they tore off that roof and the four friends dropped the man right down in front of Jesus. And Jesus was amazed with their faith. He was just amazed and he didn't get upset because they tore up his roof. Amen. No, he was amazed that they were willing to go to that extent. Yeah, you know, and, and, and Jesus is amazed when we're willing to go a little out of our comfort zone. Amen. To, to get members of Zacchaeus. Remember Zacchaeus was a short man and, and, and there was crowds of people and he wanted to see what, what Jesus looked like. And so, you know, he, he, he saw a, a, a tree and he climbed up. This was it a sycamore tree and he climbed up the tree. He, he got up and he had to climb the tree. He was probably an older man. And he climbed up that tree just to see Jesus. And in other words, he, he had to do something. He had to press through. And Jesus saw him up in the tree. And Jesus said to Zacchaeus, I must dine at your house. Think about that. And Zacchaeus was like, wow, you know, Jesus was impressed that he was willing to push through his obstacle of being short to get into a tree to see Jesus. And Jesus said, I must, I must come to your house. Man, that's powerful. In other words, when we start pressing through, when we start getting up in the morning and reading the Bible and praying, and we might even go to the next level and we start fasting and we start doing some faith things, God sees our faith and he meets us where we're at. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so here, uh, the four friends dropped their friend down in front of Jesus. And the first thing Jesus says to the man, your sins are forgiven. Listen, if you're going to walk in divine health, if you're going to receive healing, you've got to believe that your sins are forgiven. You've got to believe that your past can't hold you back from the future of blessing that God has for you. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Because a lot of times what the devil's trying to do with a lot of people is trying to get us. He's trying to give us a picture of our past mistakes. Are you listening? And if he can get us focused on our mistakes and the things that we've done wrong, he'll get us in a place of condemnation. The devil will get us in a place of condemnation. And if we're in a place of condemnation, it's going to be hard for us to receive what God wants us to receive. No, no, no. Listen, I'm an innocent man today and you are an innocent person. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus. Amen. And so so we're innocent people. And 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 because of the, the righteousness of God being imparted to us, we have every benefit of the blessing of God in our lives. So we see that. So people so people press through to receive from God and you're going to have to press through. Faith does the heavy lifting. Faith for healing has to be exercise. Can I say it again? Faith for healing has to be exercise. We have to exercise our faith. What do you mean by that, Pastor? I, I just thought I just could hear a sermon and that's all I need. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But yes, faith comes by hearing, but you have to put faith in practice. 
You have to practice faith. In other words, you have to be a doer of the word and not just a hearer only. you got to put faith in practice. It's more than just knowledge and understanding. No, you have to walk it out. Amen. So here in Joshua 1 a, uh, uh, the, the Lord said to Joshua, this is what you need to do to be successful in bringing the children of Israel into the promised land because Moses just passed away. And it says here in Joshua 1 8, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Think about that. The book of law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. So what am I talking about working out uh, your faith? Well, one of the ways of working out your faith is by meditating on the word of God. In other words, you have to continue on a continual basis, put the word of God in front of your eyes and in your mouth. What, Pastor? I'm talking about taking the promises of God's word and speaking them out loud. Yes, yes that, I, 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 what I'm telling you today is you need to become a preacher. You need to be a proclaimer. You, you need to be somebody that proclaims something. See, the Bible says we overcome the devil, the world, and even our flesh. How do we overcome? By the blood of the Lamb, Right? By the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. And so my question today, what are you testifying about? Are you testifying about how big the devil is? How big the virus is? That, how big the, 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 the problem that you're dealing with? Are you testifying about the bigness of that? Or are you testifying about the bigness of your God? Are you speaking something out of your mouth that God is bigger, that he has more power over the devil? Amen. That God's word is more powerful than the devil's word. Amen. And so what we must do is we must speak something out of our mouth. We must speak the promises out of our mouths. And what will that produce? Listen, what that will produce, it will produce the promises being manifested. In other words, they're being unlocked as we speak them out of our mouths. Somebody say, I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Somebody say, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Amen. See, in Proverbs 4.20, I was saying earlier to you today that, that the word of God spoken out of our mouths produces power. And so as we... Agree, and that's agreeing with God's word. As we speak what God speaks out of our mouths, what we're saying is we're agreeing with God's word. And when we do that, God makes it good. But when we start speaking things that are contrary to God's word, you could be saying things like, I'm never, I'm not going to make it. I'm going to always be in debt. I'm going to always be sick. You know, you're speaking contrary to God's promises. Amen. No, no, no. Don't speak like that. Speak. I'm strong in the Lord and power of his might. I, I, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. God will supply all my needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Uh, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Amen. Amen. We need to start speaking like that. Amen. And we need to speak it with boldness. Now, in Proverbs 4, 20 and 27 is one of my favorites. And this talks about the healing power 
of the word of God. You know, the word of God has healing power in it. It's like medicine. Medicine actually, in a sense, medicine doesn't really heal you. It just removes the symptoms. Amen. Your body does the healing. Glory to God. Amen. Uh, But uh, but but the word of God is like medicine to our bodies. In other words, let's look at this. In Proverbs 4, 20 and 27, my son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and they are health to all their flesh. Notice that for they are life to those who find them and their health. What is health to our flesh? The word of God. It says here, now notice it says here, put away from you a deceitful mouth. The next verse. And put perverse lips far from you. That's interesting that's it, that it's written in here like this. Because it's, it's a formula here. It's saying that our words can be perverted when we're agreeing with natural circumstances that doesn't agree with the promises of God's word. In other words, when we're saying that we're, we'll, we'll never get out of debt or we'll never, we'll never walk in health and healing, we'll always be uh, dealing with whatever circumstance, we're actually speaking perverse words. Because to, to receive the promises, again, you've got to speak the promises out of your mouth, believe with your heart, and believe that they're coming to pass. Amen? And so it says here, let your eyes look straight ahead of you. And your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Not turn to the right or left. Remove your foot from evil. So we see here that the word of God brings healing to our bodies. You know, I would say now most people in our church and most people and most of the congregation you're watching. You've heard me preach this a lot. And you say, Pastor, I've I've heard this. Yeah, but there's other people that's never heard this. That's right now probably watching online and never even heard a minister speak in this reference to receiving healing. Amen. Because some don't have the knowledge and understanding of the word of God. And some ministers don't even believe that God still heals today. Amen. Some people, some ministers believe that that's the reason why there's doctors and medication. Amen. To, to, to help destroy whatever virus that might be in your body. But, but you know what? God's word is healing power. Amen. Say, I believe, that. I believe that. And we must believe that. Amen. Let's look at something here because I think this is one of the most powerful scriptures dealing with healing in the entire Bible. Now, this is really powerful. It's in Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. And we're going to look at the Amplified Classic Edition in here. Because uh, sometimes when you read Isaiah 53, uh, and a lot of translations, it doesn't bear out the entire Hebrew word. So they just put part of the Hebrew word. They don't put the entire thing. But that's the reason why, you know, um, we're putting in the Amplified Classic. It says here, surely he, talking about Jesus, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, he has bore our griefs and sicknesses, weakness and distresses. So he, so Jesus bore our griefs and uh, yes, he bore our griefs, but he also bore our sicknesses as well. And that's in the Hebrew word. It means more than just griefs. In other words, we don't have to be depressed. Jesus bore our depression. We don't have to have a down day. We don't have to have a blue Monday. 
Why? Because he bore, amen, our depression on the cross. We don't have to be depressed, glory to God. But we don't have to be sick either. Amen? We don't have to receive sickness. No, we can reject that. It says, surely Jesus bore our griefs, our sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses, and carried our sorrows, amen, and pains. So, again, we don't have to be sorrowful, amen? We, the Bible says we don't grieve like the world grieves when we lose somebody. Amen. No, no, no. If, if, if that person was saved and they were in our family, we can rejoice. We don't have to keep grieving for our loved ones. They're in heaven. They're rejoicing. Glory to God. We have to keep we have to eventually move forward from that grieving. Pro- I know there's going to be a grieving process, but we have, God doesn't want us grieving for a long period of time. No, we got to get happy. Say, get happy. Amen. And so he said, he carried our sorrows and pains of punishment, yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted of God, as it was with leprosy. In other words, when people saw Jesus on the cross, and now even the disciples, think about this, they were feeling sorry for Jesus on the cross. You know, the disciples were looking at him and 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 in some even some of the people that were ridiculing him, the 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 Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were mocking Jesus on the cross. And Jesus actually looked like he was cursed, like God forsaken him. And in a sense, God did. In a sense, God allowed, you know, Jesus to become sin on our behalf. Jesus took the entire punishment Of this world's sin on him. Think about that. See, Jesus paid the price so that we can walk in deliverance. So that we can walk in healing. So we can walk in all the blessings of God. And he says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with his stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. See, that, that right there, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, should change your life. In other words, we should get a revelation of what Jesus paid for on the cross. Not just forgiveness of sins and us making it in heaven someday. No, it's more than that. It's for healing for our bodies. It's for prosperity, for our well-being. Amen. In other words, God wants us to prosper. In 3 John 2... John, the Apostle John, which was the Apostle of Love that walked with Jesus, that wrote the Gospel of John and also 1 John, 2 John, 3 John and the book of Revelation. I would say that John was pretty close to Jesus. And he wrote these books, amen, under the anointing and the inspiration of God. And he said in 3 John 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper. Amen. He said, I wish above all things, say all things. He said, I wish above all things that you may prosper, you know, live long and prosper. You spot got that, you know, I believe you got that from the scripture, live long and prosper. Amen. Any Trekkies out here? Okay. And uh, live long and prosper. So John said in 3 John 2, beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Now listen, 
God gave me a revelation on this. If you're going to walk in prosperity, I'm talking about it's more than just having lots of money. That's just because you have money in the bank doesn't mean you really are prosperous. Because you can have money in a bank and if you're not saved, you're, you're you know, you're, you're, you're here 80, 90 years, maybe if, if, if you're blessed and then you're going to end up in hell. So so money, just having money and things doesn't mean you're prosperous, but God's not against money and things. Amen. And, and so, but, but he said, beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And the revelation I received here is the only way we're going to receive soul prosperity. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Write this down. You're going to have to take God's word, hear it, and then do it. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? What, Pastor, you mean that I actually have to act on God's word and be a doer of it? Yeah, you know, God, yeah, okay. Can I, can I break it down? I, some of you, I'm going to step on some of your toes. Some of you desire God to bless you financially, but you don't tithe. Oh, now I'm stepping on toes. And God said, if you tithe, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake, and I will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Some of us want the blessing Without sowing, without operating in faith with our finances. And you're not going to get the blessing. And you, and you may be walking in some type of blessing. And if you're not giving, eventually it's going to dry up. Eventually the enemy is going to come in and try to steal it from you. Eventually he's going to try to attack you in some area. Amen. You might have it now, but... But, but, but if you don't see, see, listen, a lack of faithfulness, a lack of faithfulness will hinder the promises of God from being fulfilled in our life. Oh, did I say something today? In other words, if we're not staying faithful to walking with God and obeying his word, a lack of faithfulness can, can allow the enemy to come in and steal from us. Somebody say, get faithful. And so we got to get faith, man. Shh, are you listening to what I'm saying today? See, sometimes what's holding us back from our healing, I'm, I'm closing now. What's, healing, what's holding us back from our healing is our obedience. And I'm talking to anybody today. It's quiet in this Methodist church today. Is our obedience to following God's will for our life. It's our obedience to walking in God's truth. In other words, if there's a little bit of sin or if we're uh, allowing sin to be in our life, that can hurt the promises of God from being manifested in our life. If we're if we're if we're not obeying God's word, the Bible says in James that when we hear his word and we obey it, then we are blessed in every deed that we do. So you can take the opposite of that. If we hear the word and not do it, then we're not blessed. We're you can fill in the blank. I won't go that far. If you're not blessed, what might you be? You can fill in the blank. Oh, you can say not so blessed. Let's put it that way. You won't be so blessed. Glory to God. And I don't know about you, but I don't want anything holding me back from healing. If it's tithing and giving offerings, I want, I'm going to do that out of the love for God, not to get something for God. Just because I love God. Amen. If it's if it's praying for the sick, because the Bible says we need to pray for the sick. That could be if we're not doing that, doing that can actually help us to get healed. 
If we pray for those, ask God, God, is there somebody I can pray for? And the Bible says, if you pray for one another so that you're, so that you may be healed in the book of James. And so, so there might be things that we might need to do so that the promises can start working in our lives. So, so we need to check ourselves. Maybe we're dealing with some kind of sickness. Maybe we've been dealing with something long term. Is there any areas in our life that we're not aligning uh, uh, up with God and we're kind of going our own way in that area and, 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 and still we want to believe that God can bless us. Yeah, he can bless us, but we can be hindered by our lack of obedience. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? So when we, the Bible says, well, the, there's a song that says, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. I've been working on my voice. How's that sound? Amen. <laughs> so you got to trust and obey. Amen. So, so I, I, I would believe you got enough in your arsenal to be able to walk out divine health in your life. Amen. And so, and so we're going to, I'm going to pray for you, glory to God, but really to get God's blessing in your life. Maybe you don't have Jesus in your life. Maybe you're watching for the first time. And the Bible says that, 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 that God doesn't want anybody to perish, but all comes to the saving grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, so God doesn't want anybody to perish. So maybe you're out here and you know you need God, or maybe there's areas in your life that you need to adjust, and you're ready to move in that place of adjustment so you can walk in the fullness of the blessing. I want you to pray this out loud and meet in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus You died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Jesus, I'm turning away from sin and turning fully to you. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.